Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Thursday. Rejoice! College football back in earnest. I'm fired up for Florida, Utah tonight. Also, I've got to get out of here in a hurry because I got a seventh grade football game to get to. My seventh grader has got a football game tonight at 4 Central. I am going to that game, then I am rolling straight out to a fast dinner, and then I'm going to be back at home with my feet propped up watching Florida, Utah. Blood bank guarantee right off the top. The under is hitting tonight, and we are going to be 1-0 by late this evening with the blood bank guarantee hitting under, under, under. Tap the vein, boys and girls. Time to get rich. In Salt Lake City, no points, by and large, raining down. It's going to be a low-scoring, defensive struggle, weak offense, brand-new quarterback breaking in for the Florida Gators, Cam rising, unless something's happened in the last couple of hours, out. Right now, I would probably bet on Utah, but I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to tap the veins and take the under like I told you to do on Tuesday. The under is going to hit. I asked you who was going to win. I was curious, are you guys as fired up as I am? Uh, And many of you decided to weigh in. uh, And a huge variety of you uh, voted. Let's see what the final tally was. Um, uh, Utah. Nearly 60% of you picked the Utah Utes to roll to a win. All right, so. Uh, Also, want to give amazing props right off the top. Arguably, the Nebraska Cornhuskers are the best fan base in all of college athletics. They are playing tonight against Minnesota. I have Nebraska plus the points tonight on the road against Minnesota, the debut of Matt Rule. I hope we get a cover there on behalf of the Cornhuskers. But regardless of what happens in Matt Rule's debut against Minnesota, what a scene in Lincoln last night as 92,000 Nebraska Cornhusker fans showed up for a volleyball match. That is the most people in the history of the world to ever show up for a women's athletic event. Let me repeat this. More people showed up to watch the Nebraska women's volleyball team play than have ever shown up to watch a women's athletic event in the history of sports. Bravo, Nebraska. That is phenomenal to see. I hope when we share this clip that there will be a uh, an inclusion of what it looked like for those Nebraska women to run out the tunnel 
and see 92,000 people, the entire football stadium, sold out to be able to watch them play. Bravo, Nebraska. Strong argument that the Huskers have the best fan base in all of college sports. I would love for Big Red to be back as an excellent member of the elite college football fraternity. Tommy Frazier, Tom Osborne, back in the day, Scott Frost on the field, not coaching, on the field. One of the most fun teams to watch. I hope that they are good again. I've got them covering tonight. But regardless of what happens against Minnesota, bravo Cornhusker fans. You guys just set the all-time world record for the most people to ever show up and watch a women's athletic event. I said a women's athletic event. Oh, what is a woman? As Matt Walsh famously at the Daily Wire asked. Our good friend Keith Olbermann. Let me talk about Keith Olbermann. When I was a kid, young man, 30-plus years ago, I would wake up early in the morning, and I would sit down in front of the television, like a lot of you who are around my age and many of you younger, and I would sit there and eat my cereal as I prepared to go to school early in the morning, and I would put on ESPN Sports Center. And I would watch Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick. And I would think to myself, my goodness, I don't know that there has ever been a better sports broadcast than this. I am old enough to remember watching SportsCenter when you didn't know how the game the night before had turned out. You remember when your favorite team might be on the West Coast and you sat down hoping to watch the highlights? and you didn't know what direction the game was going to go, and you were sitting there filled with trepidation, nervousness, hoping against hope that your team was going to win. I'm old enough to remember that. Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick were two of my idols. I still look up to Dan Patrick. I was honored to grow up and end up being the lead in all over the country to Dan Patrick's radio show. A lot of you listen to Outkick the Coverage. It's a tremendous honor to lead into my friend Dan Patrick and then to lead into Colin Cowherd, two of the most iconic voices that have ever existed in sports talk radio. For me, as a kid growing up, to be able to be on Dan Patrick's show as a guest was a big deal. To be able to lead into his show was amazing fun, and I was honored to do it. Dan Patrick is a legend. Keith Olbermann has lost his mind. Last night, I am getting ready for bed, and I happened to get sent a tweet, and I was laying in bed next to my wife, and I said, hold on, I've got to make sure I'm not getting pranked here. Because I was reading it, and she leaned over, and she looked at it, too, on my phone, and she said, is that real? Is that really him? I say, you know what, let, let me make sure. You know what, because without the blue checks now, there's lots of people out there that pretend that they are someone, and it's not them. 
And so I looked at it and I said, I better click through to this. Let me make sure that this is actually Keith Olbermann's account. And it was. And Keith Olbermann tweeted to Riley Gaines, can you address the reality and move past it? You sucked at swimming. That's why you lost. Now, I know Riley Gaines a little bit. If you watch the Sunday Fox News show, Riley Gaines, the OutKick show, Riley Gaines was on with us. Riley Gaines works at OutKick. She's got a podcast with us. She's really talented. She's young. She's only 23 years old. She's one of the best college swimmers of her of her uh, generation, frankly, and certainly of her four or five years. In order to swim for a NCAA championship, you have to advance to the final NCAA championships. In other words, being one of the best swimmers is like advancing to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament or the Elite Eight or the Final Four. You know, everybody hopes to make the NCAA tournament in basketball, but only 68 teams even make the NCAA tournament Something like 300 of them were not good enough to even make the NCAA tournament. And if you make it all the way to the Elite Eight or the Final Four, you would never say those teams suck. They may not win a championship, but they're the best college basketball teams in the country. In order to advance to the NCAA Finals in swimming, you have to beat hundreds of other women. You have to be among the most elite competitors in your sport. And Riley Gaines tied with Leah Thomas, who was actually named Will Thomas, who was actually a man who decided to identify as a woman. If Will Thomas had not decided to identify as a woman and become a women's NCAA swimmer, then Riley Gaines, do you know where she would be right now? She'll be in dental school. She was planning to go be a dentist. She was so concerned by the fact that a dude decided to be a woman and try and win and did win a women's championship that she elected to speak out in favor of other women, in favor of other girls, and she has a radical position. Her radical position that Keith Olbermann is attacking her for is this. Women's sports should be made up of women. And for that, I don't know how old Keith Olbermann is. I'm going to guess he's around 60. And for that, Keith Olbermann decided to attack her, a 23-year-old college swimming champion. He's not only inaccurate, He's picking a fight with an athlete who is simply saying women's sports should be made up of women. So this is a question for Keith. I want you to look at me carefully in my eyes here. Keith, I will travel to New York City. I will travel to your home turf. I will debate you on men versus women's athletics and whether men who identify should be uh, as women should be able to compete against women in New York City. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere. I will let you stock the entire audience 
with trans advocates, and I will still show up and argue directly with you for an audience of anyone who wants to watch this issue. If you don't want to do it in person, Keith, I invite you to come on my Wins and Losses podcast, and I will have a direct debate with you. If you aren't willing to come on my podcast, I will travel to New York on your own podcast, which is distributed by iHeart. I will show up in your studio of choice and debate you face-to-face on your own podcast. The gauntlet is thrown down, Keith. Name a time, name a place, anywhere, anytime, any place. I will show up and directly debate you on this issue. I will come to your city. I will let you stock the crowd with as many people as you want who hate me and hate the argument that I'm going to make. I'll come on your podcast. You can come on my podcast. You can come on the Clay and Buck radio show and do it live. Anywhere, anytime, any place. Gauntlet thrown down Keith Olbermann. Riley Gaines, by the way, uh, funny response. Riley Gaines tweeted back to me uh, after this story blew up, and she obviously took a shot at uh, she obviously took a shot at Keith as well. Um, really good uh, response from Riley Gaines. I want to make sure I get it and read it correctly. Um, she says, uh, and I quote here. Apparently holding the SEC record and being one of the fastest Americans of all time in the 200 butterfly is amateur. I broke that record at that obnoxiously orange school you happen to like. Shot at the University of Tennessee, my favorite team. Thanks, Clay. That is Riley Gaines. Again, gauntlet thrown down for Keith Olbermann anytime. Any place, anywhere, me versus you, should men be able to compete in women's sports? Let's actually have at it. Let's actually debate it if you truly believe that. And Keith uh, is continuing to weigh in. Uh, Second team all-conference, happy for nasty, stupid, unsuccessful transphobe Riley Gaines. She has no reputation to ruin. Uh, I mean, man, Keith, take the meds, bro. Step up and actually debate me. It's actually an incredible offer that I'm extending to you because your career is over and my career is still rising. We're like two ships that passed in the night. When I was 12 or 13, I used to eat cereal and watch your show and think, I hope one day I could have a job this cool. Now I look at it and think, boy, I wish somebody would give Keith his meds because now he's arguing that men are women. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Um, the Wall Street Journal went after Vivek Ramaswamy, Carl Rove, uh, editorial page. Let me go grab that really quickly for you right now. We'll be right back in a moment, but first, this break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. As all of you know, I am old school in the sense that I read all the newspapers. Right. And I was a little bit surprised to read this this morning. Vivek Ramaswamy, performance artist. This is from Karl Rove. And in particular, in the opening paragraph, Karl Rove says of Vivek that he is unusually glib, shallow, overbearing, smooth talking. Um, And then he spends the entire argument in his column going after Vivek Ramaswamy. Now, I actually think that's good for Vivek. What's going on here? Why is Karl Rove so offended by the idea that Vivek Ramaswamy could have success? I think it's because Vivek's an outsider. Because there is this idea that is out there that Vivek, because of, uh, of his background, the fact that he's a businessman, the fact that he's an entrepreneur, that he shouldn't be able to step into the political arena and have the success that he has had. I think Karl Rove is offended by that in the same way that everybody was offended by Donald Trump. I would say this, and this would be my argument. Vivek is clearly very smart, clearly very successful. He's, what, 38 years old, nearly a billionaire, a couple of kids, seems to have a good marriage. Uh, We've had him on the show quite a bit. Uh, I like him. Uh, not a political lifer. I don't have any problem with this at all. Um, I think it's far harder to build a business from nothing than it is to get elected as a governor or senator. And so I want as many people as possible stepping into the political arena, even if they might have no necessary political experience. Because ultimately the voters decide on whether or not Uh, they believe somebody is equipped to be able to do the job. I think Vivek Ramaswamy, as smart as he is, would be a very good public servant in some form of capacity. So I disagree with Karl Rove's piece here. Uh, I'd encourage all of you to read it. We talked about it a lot on Clay and Buck. Finally, I got to say this. The 2024 election is going to come down to about five or six states. Georgia, Arizona, Minnesota, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, maybe New Hampshire, maybe Nevada, maybe Minnesota, who knows? There are about 40 states that everybody already knows who's going to vote for, whether it's Trump, Biden, or someone other than either of those men as the nominees. Okay? That is without question indisputably true. So, as you look there and think about this, to me, Of all of the toss-up states, if you told me what state can 100% the Republicans not lose and still go on to win the election, it's Georgia. Georgia should have never gone blue, and it 100% has to be won by the Republicans in 2024. This is a big deal. Trump keeps saying that he won Georgia in 2020, and the feud now in the Georgia Republican Party is substantial. Here is the truth. 
Trump lost Georgia. Trump motivated a huge turnout in the state of Georgia. Trump then said, Herschel Walker is the best candidate for the Senate. I went down and campaigned with Herschel multiple times. I think Herschel should have been elected over Reverend Warnock. He wasn't. Okay? Didn't happen. Every other statewide Republican won in the state of Georgia by seven, eight, nine, or ten points or more. Brian Kemp, the current governor of Georgia, smoked Stacey Abrams despite the fact that Stacey Abrams raised more money to run against him than he did. Brian Kemp beat the hand-picked candidate of Donald Trump to be the Republican nominee by 50 points. The only candidate running statewide in Georgia who was solidly endorsed by Donald Trump, Herschel Walker, lost. Georgia is a must-win state. And Trump is not behaving in a way in which going to lead, in my opinion, to a definite victory. Here, in my always humble opinion, is what Trump should say. Brian Kemp has done a good job as governor. He has also helped to address election integrity issues by passing a bill in 2020 that led to record reliability in 2022 and led to seven out of eight of the candidates winning landslides for the Republican Party. Thanks to Brian Kemp's leadership, I believe I will win in a landslide in Georgia in 2024. And I want to make sure that I unite the entire Georgia Republican Party in that battle because Joe Biden is the worst president in our lives and we have to ensure that he does not get a second term. That statement, delivered by Trump, wins the state of Georgia, in my opinion, and wins it comfortably. We have got to bring the Georgia Republican Party back together again in order to win that state. My concern is that without that happening, there is no pathway to winning the 2024 election. Brian Kemp has been a good governor. He's done a great job for the people of Georgia. That is indisputably true. They overwhelmingly turned out to send him back to the governor's mansion again after Stacey Abrams spent years saying that the election had been stolen from her. Brian Kemp went out and kicked her ass. The people of Georgia like Brian Kemp. They will unite behind Brian Kemp and Donald Trump in 2024 if Trump will say what is true. Kemp has done a good job in the feud once and for all. Be the bigger man in order to beat Joe Biden, which is the most important battle that can be fought on and in a regular basis. Okay? It must happen. It needs to happen. If it does not happen, 
then I think Democrats are going to win in 2024. Georgia is a must-have. I've said before, all I care about is winning. People can get mad at me and say, you're, you're not pro this, you're not pro that. You know what my whole career is? You go back and look. I'm willing to criticize people in positions of power when I think they do a poor job. And that's why my entire career has always been successful, right? Go back in the day, you go back and listen to people. When I started doing radio in Nashville, they said, you can't say that. You can't be that critical of the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. I mean, in Nashville. People are going to stop listening. You know what happened? Record ratings. My entire career, people have tried to say, you can't say that. I am not going to tiptoe up to my opinion on anything. I didn't do it when I didn't have any money. That was the actual risk. Now, if I decided to, I could just peace out and go start traveling around the world. If you trusted me in 2012, and if you trusted me in 2007, and if you trusted me in 2014 and 2016 and 2018 and 2020 with COVID, by and large, you trusted a dude who wasn't that rich. Now, I don't have to work. There is no puppeteer. There's nobody out there saying, oh, and you have to say this or you have to say that. Anybody ever tries that, I just throw up the deuces. I go around and travel the world. Chill. Toss my iPhone into the ocean. Go make sure my beach house is getting built like I want to. I don't have to work. It's a good spot to be in. It's a luxury. I feel incredibly fortunate to be able to sit down in front of all these mics, be able to sit down in front of my computer and write exactly what I want in these books, say exactly what I want on every show. And the truth is this. Sometimes people get uncomfortable with the truth. Trump lost Georgia in 2020. And he lost not because of Atlanta voters. It wasn't inner city black voters that cost Donald Trump 2020. It was the surrounding counties. It's the same people who cost Herschel Walker the vote. They're splitting their ticket because they don't like Trump. Trump motivates a lot of voters to come out. He motivates a lot of other voters to come out and vote against him. White College-educated women and men, but particularly women, broke against Trump in the surrounding counties. The same thing happened to Herschel Walker. It has to be rectified to comfortably win in 2024. Trump and Brian Kemp have to come together in order to ensure that Joe Biden or whomever the Democrats put forward is not the nominee in 2024. All right. I love all of you. I got to go pick up my son uh, at at school and get ready to head out to watch a seventh grade football game. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I am Clay Travis. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere, you loser, Keith Olbermann, I will wipe the floor with you. Let me know when and where. I'll see you guys tomorrow.